episode 94, Beat Diet Brain, Weight Loss Results. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. Hello there, ladies. I feel like I'm in the thick of diet brain versus American culture the last few weeks with state fairs going on, right? We were able to go to the Minnesota State Fair and now the Kansas State Fair is this week. And it's amazing to consider, I think when you look around at events like this and fairs like this, how we think of food, right? What we really think is good in terms of food and how diet brain has emerged as being something that's so removed from American culture. It's like it has its own culture, diet culture, right? I left a few months ago, the head of Weight Watchers put out a thing that this may be the end of diet culture. And what she said may be the end of diet culture is our new weight loss medications, (laughs) which was really surprising to me. That's a whole podcast unto itself, but I'm like, wait a second. Weight Watchers is about eating. And if people are still eating, I'm confused as to what changes for you other than you're now writing for medications for people. But that's a whole different story, ladies. I do think this plays into it. It's an interesting thing to consider when you consider diet brain, though. And we'll talk about that in today's episode. But I want to share with you today that we're going to go over the three biggest reasons that your diet brain is likely limiting your weight loss results. And I'm going to give you my strategy to overcome them. Because if you're like most of my ladies, one thing I know is that most of us have tried lots of diets. We have a lot of thoughts about dieting, and we probably have a pretty good diet brain going on. So let's start by recognizing what diet brain actually is. And I want to share with you that one of the most beautiful things that we know is coming down the pike, it has been coming down the pike recently, is more medical research into our weight. Thank God right? It's no longer a discussion of willpower or you being a horribly flawed human being. We are actually recognizing obesity and being overweight as diagnoses that affect your health. And there's true research going into this. Probably my favorite research in this area of diet brain is synopsized in a book called The Hungry Brain by Stephen Guionette. I'm not even going to say that right, but I read that years ago and it blew my mind. And I think it's proving to be more and more and more true. So I always love to take this high level expert knowledge and break it down and make it really simple for you. And here's what I want you to understand about diet brain. If we take two human beings at a similar weight and one of them has spent a lot of time dieting, meaning they've restricted down their intake, they've cut back their body to lose weight, and then likely overindulged on the back end and regained the weight. And then we take someone who's just lived at that weight forever. We know that their bodies interact with food differently. I want you guys to hear that. 
So that's so incredibly important to understand. If you have spent a lot of time dieting and working on weight loss, and that plan has looked like being hungry a lot of the time, notice the name of the book, The Hungry Brain, and then you give in to that hunger and overindulge with a lot of American foods, your brain and your body interacts with food differently than someone who may be at your exact same weight and hasn't done any of that. This is why one of the biggest gifts we can give ourselves is getting out of diet brain to actually create real life weight loss results. Here's what we know comes on the back end of that, more weight gain. It's interesting to know, ladies, that people who research this in our animal studies, now all of these studies are done on animals, they're not done on humans, except for the ones where they're able to actually put people like in a hospital for months and do this, which is kind of wild. But most of these big studies are done on animals first and or exclusively on animals. And what those researchers will do to induce animals to binge eat food, to massively overeat food, is to massively restrict their food intake down to a lower weight and then give them highly addictive, highly processed foods that are super tasty. I just want you to consider that in your weight loss journey. Isn't that exactly what we do? When we're sitting in diet brain, we overly restrict ourselves off of foods and then we overindulge in them on the back end. So the weight gain just goes up higher and higher and higher. In my five-day Lose Weight Gain Energy Challenge, I challenge women to consider, what do you think is worse for your weight loss trajectory? American food, like McDonald's, or diet food? Which has caused you to gain weight more over the spectrum of your life? And I know what you'll think, but I would venture to say they're probably about the same because that induces diet brain. And diet brain, ladies, leads to all sorts of weight loss complications. And I want to share those in terms of the three biggest mistakes that I see women do in diet brain that limit their weight loss results and give you a workable strategy to beat them. The first diet brain mistake that we tend to make is over restricting. Now, I know what you're thinking. I just can't keep eating the way I have been or I'm just gonna keep gaining weight. But I want you to step back for a moment and consider that your body responds to hunger. If you are looking at portions that are determined outside of yourself, that are determined by a calorie counting app, or determined by a plate that's broken down, or you're weighing food sizes, and you're spending the extent of your weight loss journey hungry, Your brain and your body will respond to that. Here's what happens. You will want food more. You will want food more. And resisting that eventually becomes nearly impossible. We know that if you take two humans that are at a similar weight and one has lost weight to get there versus someone who's been living at that weight, the person who has lost weight to get there is more hungry than the person who hasn't. And that, ladies, is tricky. Because what you do from diet brain then is you continue to restrict and restrict and restrict more in order to get results. You get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. And on the back end, what happens? You give in and you binge those foods that you've been telling yourself you can't have. 
And that, ladies, leads to either limited results or weight regain. So what does this mean for your weight loss journey? Does it mean you should just give in? Might as well give up. I've already messed up. No, ladies. I want to give you the strategy of learning to work with your body. If you work with your body, your body will work for you. Now, it may take a bit of time to have a reset, right? If your hunger hormones are way off, it may take more than a day for this to fix, but it will if you stop over-restricting it. In my special tool, the Energized Eating Plan, I recommend you eat until you're energized and satisfied. That is literally allowing your body to process the foods that you're eating and send a signal that says, okay, we're good now. We're good now. We have reached the point of energized and satisfied with food. And for many of my ladies, this takes a bit. This is actually probably the number one thing that they say they need to work on because they've never dreamed that this would actually work for them. But it absolutely does, ladies, because once you create that new level of your body being able to trust that you're not going to starve and deprive it and then overindulge, you're going to eat in a way that fuels and energizes it, your body gets to start working with you. The hunger hormones reset and you get to a place where this becomes your body and your mind working together. And that's when the true weight loss magic occurs because you can take that anywhere with you and it works in any scenario. You learn to trust your body and use it to gauge your progress. You get out of diet brain of over restricting and into energizing and fueling your body. And that inherently will take you away from mistake number two that you make from diet brain that limits your weight loss results. And ladies, that mistake is overindulging. We go from a space of over-restricting that makes us hungry all the time. And when we're in diet brain, we live in deprivation and misery. Here's how you know that. What do you think weight loss should look and feel like for you? I gotta shut down my life. I've got to be able to focus on nothing but this. Everything has to be aligned for me to be losing weight because if anything else comes that stresses me out a little bit, I can't handle that stress and this diet plan. And when I can't, what will I do? I'll overindulge. Most overindulging, ladies, comes on the back end of deprivation and misery. It's things like telling yourselves you can't have a food, so your brain naturally wants it more and creating no space for that food to exist, except for when you hit your weight loss goal, which is a whole nother story. So when we get into this cycle, we overindulge in foods. We make food mean more than it needs to mean. We make it a bigger reward than it needs to be, and our brains respond to that. Food naturally gives our brains dopamine hits. Those are feel-good neurotransmitters. It's really the reward-based neurotransmitter. And neurotransmitters are just little chemicals that run through your brain to stimulate parts of your brain. So it basically stimulates the reward centers. And once you open that door, it's like Pandora's box after you've been over-restricting. Here's what that looks like. I can't have cookie dough. I can't have cookie dough. I can't have cookie dough. I ate a whole gallon of cookie dough and didn't even notice it. I can't have chips. No chips for me. I ate a whole bag of chips. That mistake of allowing the overindulgence on the back end 
of the over-restriction is completely diet brain, ladies. It's what we've made diets mean. It's kind of what we settle as being the norm of weight loss. And it's why so many people, especially with our new weight loss medications, have sort of resigned themselves to the fact that they're going to lose a lot of weight for a while and then end up heavier on the back end. And we settle for it because we don't know how to get out of it. And I want to share with you the strategy to get out of overindulging. That is my secret formula to sticking to the plan. It's a three-step process I share in my free challenge, which starts next week. If you haven't done it, you've got to join me. The link's in the show notes. But know that you've got to stop making food mean so much by not over-restricting it so that it means more, by not making food the only reward in your life so that when you remove it, you just want it more. And when you give into it, you tell yourself you've got nothing else to look forward to you, so you might as well start going. And by committing to goals that really matter to you. When we do that, food starts to exist in the space it was meant to exist. The space that it is the substance that energizes your body. It's there to fill you, not fulfill you. And I think even in American culture, it's become kind of the socially acceptable fulfillment substance out there. I even see it in my church groups. Of course, if you're using food to fulfill you, you will overindulge, especially when you're in diet brain and coming on the back end of a failed diet attempt. Which brings me to mistake number three that you'll make when you're in diet brain that will actually limit your weight loss results. You settle, ladies. You settle. And by that, I mean we settle for a few pounds. We settle for committing to five days without committing to anything after that. We settle for the next bright, shiny object. We settle for the medications. And I want you to consider what actually happens in our brains when we do this, ladies. And I think this is an extremely important point to understand. We all have what's kind of settled around. It's been called many different names. I loved the um, lipostat, but it's a set point. It's set points for your weight in your body. And when you talk about maybe a weight loss plateau or a number you can't get past, that's probably a natural set point for you. And what happens at those set points is our bodies kind of equilibrate to be able to live there a little bit. And that might look like you can get away with a little bit more or you have to work a little bit harder to get past that number, right? You get a little bit more variation. The number will stick even if you're doing a little better or a little worse. And those set points on your lipostat, think of it like a thermostat, right? If they just keep going up, they're just going to keep going up. By that, I mean with every failed weight loss attempt where you have regain on the back end, you're likely gonna end up at the next higher lipostat reading. Your thermostat's going up 10 degrees and you're going to be living there. The problem with that, ladies, is that your body wants to live there. And so when you try your next weight loss attempt from that next higher lipostat, it's going to be harder to get back down again. It's going to take mind management to get back down again. And if you are settling for a little you know, challenge here and there, whatever your diet buddies are doing, and you are intending it to be short-term, all you're doing is turning up the thermostat. And you may be able to get down a little bit, but you're going right back up to that next higher one. Settling does more harm for your body than not doing it at all. And I want to give you the strategy here to help with that because I think it's extremely important. Many times you may hear this and think, well, I should just give up hope. I'm not saying give up hope, ladies. I'm saying stop settling. 
I'm saying decide who you want to be in this journey and start creating that. In Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, this is the Lively Lady Club. This is the space to be the version of you that you were put here to be with the energy that food can provide for you and that comes when you live at a lower weight. Using food to fill you, not fulfill you any longer. Not over-restricting and not over-indulging because food doesn't fix that purpose any longer. Food is there to energize you. I want to share with you that most diets create an action plan for you. They'll tell you what to do to lose weight. And that's diet brain. And you tell yourself, the more perfect I can be of following that, the more likely I am to get results. But no one wants to stick to that long term. And that's why we have more diets than ever and people are gaining more weight than ever. And I promise to come back to the caveat of the new weight loss meds because I have a lot of thoughts about them. I think that they are a great tool to help you. That being said, if you are just settling for that as being your weight loss A-game, you have no strategy other than a medication. And unless you intend to take them the rest of your life, you're on your next yo-yo cycle. Any tool this is true for, any tool out there, when you settle and when you start by telling yourself this is just for a bit, you are already creating your next yo-yo cycle. Creating sustainable weight loss takes getting out of diet brain beating diet brain and giving your brain the gift and your body the gift of being the healthiest version of you, the lively lady you were meant to be. When you do that, you create sustainable weight loss. But you don't have to just do that, ladies. I just want you to consider how much you could bring into this world if you didn't have to waste all the brain space, all the time, all the effort, all the money on the next diet challenge on the next diet attempt. If instead you said, this is the path for me, I absolutely can beat this. Because you absolutely can beat this. The beauty in all this medical research is we also now know what is working. It's choosing foods that energize and fuel you and fill you. In your Energize Eating Plan, we do proteins first, veggies next, the rest. I don't have you logging Twinkies. We want to get to the point where you're not over-restricted or over-indulging, right? It's creating a plan that can work for you that starts where you're at right now instead of putting your brain into over-restriction. It's learning how to recognize physical versus emotional hunger. It's learning how to change your actions based off of your thoughts and your feelings. Think, feel, eat cycles, not just the action of eating. It's practicing progress over perfection towards your goals. And it's creating this sustainable path that works for you so that you're out of the diet brain mistakes and into the strategy that serves you. Ladies, this is exactly what I help you do in our five-day Lose Weight, Gain Energy Challenge and in our Lively Lady Club. To join my Lively Lady membership, you have to start with the five-day challenge. And it is free because I want you to create your own energized eating plan and know that you have a plan you can work for. I've made it free intentionally because You deserve to learn to trust your body and work with it. I want as many of you to practice energized eating as possible. So share this with a friend. Join me for the challenge. Let's get going, ladies. Diet brain is not working. Diet culture isn't dead. Diet culture is just shifting. And it's going to keep coming because there's a lot of people out there to sell you things. I just want you to consider that it might be causing you more harm than good. And if you're ready to create a sustainable path that works for you, 
There is one thing that you can trust. I use the evidence, I break it down, I make it simple, and my goal for you is sustainable weight loss. The link to join the free challenge, which starts next week, is in the show notes. Join me. Today's the day. If you loved today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes.